fucking it'll be a bit, good bit of banter. You start it, Gabe. To open it up. Three, um, two, one, go. Uh, <coughs> lads, episode eight. Episode seven? Seven or eight? Seven. Seven. Fuck, you're really bad at Jump the gun. So it's because, we're doing it, it's because we're doing it on a Sunday. Uh, it's yeah. thrown all out of whack today. All out of whack today. You guys just come back <coughs> from Sid, uh, from uh, Cairns. Yeah. Uh, Shannon's, Cairns. Shannon's wedding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no Cairns. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good old I assume that would have been fun for you guys. Yeah, um, it was good. It was good. It was a good week. Moist. Just moist. <coughs> moist? Yeah, it was very moist. We have to tell everyone about it on the social media. Yeah, yeah well, we we'll we'll need to do something we'll about it. We need to pick up some social media stuff. That's shit, that's coming, lads. That's coming. We'll we need to pick up our We've audience. got some real groundbreaking stuff. Going to have a fantastic meeting after this. And yeah. Well, the first thing that's <coughs> already come is the merch. The merch! Oh, 100%, lads. 100%. 100%. Yeah, a bit of Jag Bros merch. Never heard anyone. That's what I say. No, that's right. Um, anyway, let's, let's dive straight into um, Fast Fives. Yes. And this yeah. week's all about adversity. When you when you actually sent that message, mm. um, because that was one of the things that I always wanted to ask you about. So today's, today's topic is resilience and adversity yeah. based around your experience. We'll let... I'll let you tell the story and stuff like that. Yeah. But that was something that I always wanted to ask you about and sit down and I think sharing it with sharing it with the world or whoever <coughs> the fuck watches it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a really good way for me to learn and for, for the world to learn and to understand, you know, why you are the way you are and what, why we are the way we are. I think it's a big point. But let's dive into Fast Five fast with five. Anson. <coughs> All um, right. I heard they're not very fast. Yeah. Look, yeah, just just enjoy them. Let's do it. There's some good questions in here. So uh, uh-huh. first one's very generic. What's your favourite colour? Oh, it's red. Nah, I'm kidding. It's blue. Is it? Yeah, it can't blue. be blue, yeah. mate. You're a fucking mean United exactly fan. It's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, Why did you get blue shirts? Well, because oh. because I told you the background. Anyway, yeah, could have put it on a red. <laughs> no, because it no, looked it weird on a red. I'm telling you, it, yeah. it blended in more. Okay. Anyway, oh, yeah, it, doesn't matter, it, it doesn't sense, matter now because yeah. it's pitched up and it fucking looks Mickey Mouse. So. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, pineapple on pizza, yay or fucking naiskies? There's a pineapple on my ankle. There's pineapple on everything. Absolutely, I'm with you. I'm with you. If you had one superpower, what would it be? Ooh, probably, probably invisibility. Invisibility? Yeah, I think it'd be sick. Yeah, nice. You can just do it on a slide. It doesn't have to be like a big super sort of power. You so like Harry Potter's cape or? Yeah, basically. Yeah, but you just do it yourself. You don't have to put the cape on. Weird. <laughs> I <don't> know. <laughs> I haven't watched it. I've never watched Harry Potter. I just, I just know there's a freaking invisibility <laughs> cloak in there. Uh, Have you not watch all the Harry Potters? No, no. Are you kidding? It doesn't, doesn't interest me at all. But anyway, that's, that's that. But, it's not about me, it's about your questions. So, <laughs> favorite muscle group to exercise in the gym? It's everyone's, let's be serious, probably chest. Ooh! Well, every male, maybe. Yeah, every male. No, no, every female's is their glutes. Correct. Arms are the best, anyway. Uh, play, favorite place in the world that you, sorry, the place in the world that you haven't been to but you want to visit the most? Well, <clears throat> planning a Europe trip for, yes. a, for 87 okay, years. Okay, but Europe's, Europe's like a. Country. I know that, I know that. But there's one country that's always interested me. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it's Egypt. I Egypt, just love yeah. the, the history. The yeah. Did you do uh, Egypt in school? No. No? no. Oh, okay. Oh, well, I did. Yeah, I've we did. wanted to go. No, I did. Ancient history. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. yeah. Around Egypt. Oh, yeah, okay. that's, that's yeah, what he yeah, means. Yeah, yeah, right. Not did you go to Egypt in school? No. Nah. <laughs> do the history classes do excursions <laughs> to Egypt? Yeah, hectic. Yeah. Yeah. There's some private schools out there that probably do it. Not even going on, Not even going on. That's fair enough. All right, my go. Um, I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna do a fast six for this one. Favorite player. Favorite player. Football player. Wayne Rooney. He's just, yeah, he's I respect that. What's the go? He's, he's quality, man. He's, he's, he's the man. Yeah, it's always enjoyable to watch. 
Who's your hero? My hero? My hero. Probably say... That's a tough one. I don't really... The, the Probably the biggest one I look up to is Kobe Bryant, or yeah. I'm a Michael Jordan fan. It's, it's funny as, but just, just the way he <clears throat> put himself to the sport, and then as a family member as well. And then obviously, the way he's been taken away is ridiculous, but I think he, he's it's the man that, you know, dedicated his whole life's work to this, then just, he did the hard work, now let's focus on it. So yeah. That's, that's the kind of things that you want to do that split slaps on, so. The more I learn about him, the more interested I become because yeah. I like I, I don't I don't really watch follow basketball and stuff like that mm. but the, the stories about his work ethic mm. and how he's in before everyone out, out after everyone and, and stuff like that very similar to Ronaldo yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but the, the the mindset I've always wanted to and I'll go into a, a, the story another time but I've always wanted to figure out how that mindset develops yeah, the mama yeah. mentality yeah yeah, yeah. His, his death was the biggest death from a celebrity standpoint, yeah. that like that that shook me. I was in tears that the whole yeah, oh, day. Oh, a lot of people were. I mean, you day. saw that same day Nick Kyrgios was playing. Yeah. I think the Australian yeah, Open. Yeah, yeah. And he came out and like half the fucking crowd yeah. was in tears. Yeah. You know, um, it was lucky that Lakers were sponsoring Nike at the time. Hundred yeah, <clears> percent. Opposite way around. Yeah. Uh, Correct. What's your biggest fear? Biggest fear is snakes. Oh, yeah. I hate snakes. They just creep me out. They just. Bad experience? Uh, no, I never really had. I've, I've, honestly, even mowing lawns, I've I've seen two, and like they scare me, but it's just like I'm not dealing yeah. with that right now. Yeah, it's just, just not me. It's just I can't no, see. Like, I'll stay away. And <coughs> Someone then, else's lawn. Yeah, <laughs> and it's been at the same lawn twice. Yeah, and yeah, I can yeah. saw his name. I was like, bro, you need to fucking move, bro. If I lived here, it's in Glenfield. <laughs> it's in Glenfield, just at the back of the bush. I'm like, you gotta get the fuck out of here. But yeah, can't can't yeah, do it. Dodge. <laughs> Uh, speaking of work ethic, what motivates you to work hard? Because I'd venture to say, I'm not 100%. I'm going to guess that out of the three of us, you'd probably have like the most um, bulldog work ethic, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. I think so. Um, I think, I like, a, I, I don't know why, but I always come down to the wire of things. Like when, I, when I put myself on a timeline, I'm always like, I always leave it to the last minute. I'm definitely in school, always left it to the last minute. I always think if it was a deadline, always leave it, leave it, leave it. And then I always love to push myself into that last thing. And I don't know why that's always driven me, but I kind of like it. It's like a challenge, that if pressure. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And I kind of like that pressure. pressure. Yeah, yeah, I think I, I do yeah. thrive on that pressure. So I don't know. I think that's... Part of it? <laughs> yeah, a little bit part of it. Yeah. Um, what was the question again, sorry? About <laughs> worth it. And work it. Yeah, yeah, what, what motivates you to, you, yeah. to work hard, basically? What's like, where... We'll get into where so, the work ethic comes from later, but what motivates I you to work I think from the foundations of where we grew up and being where we come from and not being a lot of money and stuff like that, I just never want... I, I want to build myself into a circumstance where I can build a better things for my kids in the future. So I think the things I do now will build a better future for them and for myself. That makes sense. So those are things that will drive me and always in anything that I do. Um, like as long as I'm building myself as a better person and building things around me, I think those are the things that always like if I'm doing better things, I'll be better and I can build better things around me and I can have more things to myself, more time to myself, but better things for my kids and my family. Yeah. So I'm a bit of family orientated, so mm. I think I think that's a theme throughout our company kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I want. 
100%. Runs for our football club and stuff as well. So. Yeah. It's the only yeah. reason I work hard is to make sure they have a decent life. So. This fast <coughs> five is not fast at all. That's all right. Quite, That's all right. Um, it's, there's, it's an interesting, <coughs> in, there's interesting studies recently done between procrastination and creativity. Mm. So that may, be, that may be a part of it. They're saying um, that if you force yourself to procrastinate, you activate creativity because yeah. you've got to figure out ways to get shit done and stuff yeah, like I, that. I don't know. I don't know why I've always been like that, but like, it's not good, obviously. I shouldn't, I shouldn't push it to that last moment, but I'm always getting myself out of that line. I don't, yeah. know, I don't know why. But Are I you like that? Of, You're not like that at all. Uh, yeah. In school, yeah. I was half and half, yeah. Like, but if I'm in a good routine, yeah. I'm, I'm not. Yeah, I don't so wait till deadlines. I get shit done just early. That way I can do other stuff. I'm not organised, not routine based at all. I'm just fucking just, <laughs> it needs to be done. Uh, yeah, it's due tomorrow. I'll do it. I'll do it now. <laughs> um, what would you change about yourself if you could? Oh, that's one a tough thing. one. Change about myself. My pace. It'd have to be my pace. It's, it's, I know it's a good thing. I know. No, I know no, it's no. not what you're doing. It's I agree. But it is. It's one thing that's. I, why am I so slow? <laughs> it's because you're gangly though. So many. It's limbs, like you're six bro. five, but you. It's like your your body t- saying that you're seven five. By the time it gets from here to your toe, you right. can't fucking process it. Look at like Steph Curry, bro. He's yeah. like a. He's a little bit shorter than me, Inch, but. Yeah. He's so quick, you know. Why am I so slow? I just don't understand. <coughs> that would uh, that would be it, hundred percent. I would probably... have said the same thing. <laughs> yeah, you. <laughs> I didn't know what you were. Gonna, I wasn't expecting that. To be honest. I thought, well, look, thought you made peace with we're it. All, we're all sport people, right? So... <laughs> None of us are fast either. <laughs> Uh, I no. might be the quickest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not downhill. Not downhill. Yeah, you We've got your car. I'm gonna trip and roll. I'm fucking winning that shit, bro. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> All right, last one. Uh, what's the one thing that really makes you angry? <clears throat> makes me angry. What makes me angry? When I get cut off in traffic, it pisses me off. <laughs> <laughs> that does really annoy me. And weeding. Oh, bro, weeding and rose bushes—that kills me. Yeah, spray for the weeding, bro. Uh, have you ever weeded a fucking garden bed? Nah, I thought it was just spraying. Well, you can't spray the garden, can you? Oh, okay. <laughs> and some, some customers want their garden bed handballed. Spit and span. Hope you charge it. I hope you charge it. Oh, you can charge premium, but they still pay it because it's fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah. <laughs> so nothing really angers you? I don't know. I'm pretty positive in, in yeah. the same circumstances. There's obviously little things that annoy. I don't like bitching. I hate people that bitch behind people's back. That just annoys me. Um, I wouldn't say it angers me, but it's just like I don't like when people talk about other people behind their backs, if that makes sense. But um, no, probably that's the biggest aspect, I guess, that would yeah. But cutting people off. Like when, just use your indicator and shit as well. People that don't use their indicator, yeah, like, are you kidding me? Happened twice I was calm though. I was calm. He was calm. He's obviously working. You know why? Because we're driving here, we're in a good mood. It's a Sunday, it's not six in the morning on a bloody Friday. Oh, you've already been up since four working at Woolies. I've been up for hours, it's fine. That's why I need this coffee. (laughs) He's going to be shitting later. (laughs) Bro, I need to go now. (laughs) (laughs) Terrible. I don't think there's a pause thing on it. No, no. We've rambled a bit. A little bit, a little bit. Anyway, that's. It's Sunday, lads. I mean, we're we're driving slow in traffic. What do you want from us? Anyway, that's Cheers. slow five with three Miss Daisies. Yeah, that was 10, but 11. Yeah, so fast, fast, uh, slow on, 11. Yeah. Yeah. All on the spot ones, but I like them. It was good. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. That was good. I think those type of questions 
uh, like yeah, you can you can you can do your this or that or your, you know the generic ones, but I think those kind of things you learn more about will learn more about each other. So questions like that are good. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> moving on to mm. today's topic, a bit of adverse, yeah, bit of adversity, bit of resilience. Mm. Um, far away from the yeah, start, Jimmy, Jimmy like, take the floor. Far away, yeah. <clears throat> far away. Um, <laughs> you don't even watch Lord of the Rings. <laughs> you, I saw something on TikTok yesterday. We've gone in circles here. All right, so back to the topic: the resiliency, <coughs> adversity. So when I was nineteen, the longest short of it, when I was nineteen, I, I was in a bad car accident and I was pretty close to losing my life. So backstory is I was working at Harvey Norton Warehouse. I lived in Campbelltown. Um, warehouse was in Tarrant Point. <clears throat> Hours were probably 6.30 to 4.30, or 6 to 4, something like that. Um, I worked in the promotion section, and it was the 8th of December, 2010. 8th of December, 2010. So it was coming to Chrissy. People were buying shit left, right, and center for you know Christmas presents and whatever, and we obviously had a very busy period. About a couple of months before the accident, <clears throat> um, there was a new bloke at work named Phil who also lived in Campbelltown. And... I was 19, Claire and I were, you know, just really started saving for a house, um, you know, trying to live off two, 250 bucks a week, including our petrol and everything else. So I was like, okay, let's, let's carpool with this field bloke. Um, <clears throat> so we carpooled, he was, he was probably where I am at in life now, you know, like probably early to mid thirties, had a couple of kids, whatever else. So, um, we didn't really have a lot in common. We didn't really get along. But because we lived in the same area, we, we, we chose to carpool, <clears throat> save on fuel. And um, yeah, we did that. There was a couple of instances, uh, one lesson I learnt, I didn't realise I was learning it along the way, but one, when I reflect, is <clears throat> I was young, I was 19, we agreed to carpool. And there was a few instances when he would drive, so we'd go one week on, one week off. A few instances when he would drive where, you know, we, we nearly got into a car accident. Like, you know, he just wouldn't be paying attention in the morning or whatever else. You know, we nearly, like, it was a bit foggy one day and we nearly ran into a fucking pole in the middle of the road. Like, just, we drive the same street every fucking day. Yeah, yeah. And um, <clears throat> because I was young, I, like, I kind of had the feeling, uh, I need to stop this. Yeah. But at the same time, I was young and I felt obliged to because that's what we had agreed upon. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that happened. That was, that was a lesson. So a lesson is there. If, if you ever feel uncomfortable or what, if it's never too late to just, to make it, you know, you, yeah, I've made the wrong decision and, and, and correct it. Um, yeah. So anyway, 8th of December come along. All good. Got there that day. It was his, his week to drive. I couldn't, can't tell you what day of the week it was. And, um, we're coming home. So it wasn't a long day that day, but we had done lots of long days, which is also a benefit to carpooling. So the other person kind of kept in the car um, because Aussie Post and Star Trek got in at the same time. Rather than working late, you actually had to start earlier. Yeah. Um, this day, I don't think we had to start early, but it, I think it was the back end of the week and we were we were tired. And um, <clears throat> I'm not off in the passenger seat. I was laying down. Uh, we're in a little mirage. So unsafe, Mitsubishi old Mirage. Mirage yeah. Yeah. I don't even know if it has fucking airbags now, honestly. <laughs> I was laying down asleep, and we're coming home from Tarrant Point along Heathcote Road. And there's a little bit on Heathcote Road where you go 
coming back to Campbelltown, where you go down and left towards yep. Voyager Point and then to Sandy Point and then up to Holsworthy. <clears throat> he fell asleep at the wheel as we were going straight along this road. I think it was 80 k's at the time. And he fell, as he fell asleep, rather than us going left, turning left and going down, he just went straight. So it's probably lucky in a way that we hit cars rather than a tree or something. <clears throat> yeah. So we actually T-boned a Land Cruiser. And as we T-boned the Land Cruiser, it was the, the, the rear right wheel. We hit that car. There was a Rodeo Ute following, which then T-boned my, the driver's side, the passenger, passenger side door side. where I was. Yeah. Um, so as we hit and then hit, and then there was a motorbike that hit the, the back of the Rodeo. Um, it was a four car accident. Now, I was asleep. <clears throat> I remember when I was in the vehicle, the windscreen was kind of crushed down and my legs were trapped underneath the dash. I woke up for about 15 seconds. As I woke up, I kind of looked to my right at Phil. had a bit of blood from his ear and <clears throat> he was a bit, he was conscious but out of it and kind of was just saying, oh, Jimmy, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And I kind of looked at him and then looked back this way and they'd already started cutting the car away from us. And I remember someone reaching in the back of my neck to fit a neck brace on me. Now I don't know at what you know how long we were in the car for or whatever else, but um, I was trapped in the car two and a half hours. My legs crushed underneath the dash, uh, just taking the impact on the left side of my body from the Rodeo Ute. <clears throat> Lucky I was laying down because it looked like the roof or the windscreen had kind of come down. So maybe as we T-boned, it probably we yeah. probably went under yeah. the Land Cruiser a little bit because it's a small car. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, basically, if I had been awake or sitting up, I probably would have been crushed or tensed and it would have been worse. So, yeah, uh, two and a half hours, they cut me out and they rushed me to Liverpool Hospital. I was in ICU a night or two. Um, they had to check over everything. My injuries were shattered pelvis. So I had seven fractures in my, in the, in my pelvis on the left side. Uh, broke my little finger, which is the only thing I had operated on. Crazy. Uh, broke a couple of ribs, one of them punched in my lung. So I had to tube down my throat to drain the fluid in my lung. And I had in, internal bleeding throughout about 70% of my body. Um, yeah, so it was a really crazy time in my life. I was very young. Um, yeah, so th that was the accident. I then was in hospital for 12 days. I couldn't wait there on my left side for about three, three and a half months. Um, but I just remember in that, when I, because I was young, it's stupid, it's stupid now. But when I, because I was young, I just wanted to get back to work. Yeah. I had a good work ethic, we're trying to save for a house. Nothing else mattered to me. Yeah. I want to get back to work. So I pushed myself to get back. I was on light duties until I could probably, like, until I could walk properly on my left side and then, so I was on workers' comp for a little bit, but I didn't take the time in that initial instance to really let my body recover, rehab, all these things. Um, because I was young and I didn't know, and I just wanted to get back to work. Yeah. There's, uh, there's heaps of other points I can touch on here. Um, so I was on workers' comp. I got a payout for workers' comp, which was great. But if you're ever going to... Travelling to and from work now, you don't get covered by yeah. workers' comp. Yeah, oh, okay, because this is... <coughs> Ten years, over yeah, 10 years 2010. Ago. So back then, yeah. I, I literally think the year coming. after, or the or, or two years after, they they stopped the travelling to and from work. Yeah, yeah, Unless, yeah. of course, I think if you're in a company vehicle or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, 
Um, <clears throat> so I got workers comp. I got a 26k payout, which is I bought a new car with it. That was great. But what I didn't do, when I was in the hospital, I actually signed a document that basically, said, they said to me, you can go through CTP insurance and claim there, and then it's all about um, percentage of impairment and you get a payout. So I probably was up for four, four to 500k of compensation through CTP. Yeah. But they told me all this when I was, I was on morphine. I was on a fucking button of morphine. <laughs> yeah. Had a catheter in because I couldn't get up. Like, they, they took me for surgery on my finger. I said I need to go to the toilet. But this is obviously after they took the catheter out. They said, they dropped the side of the bed and went, go. And I was like, I can't fucking walk. I've shattered my pelvis. Yeah. So they got me a bedpan. Like, just, I was in the hospital and the care was fine. But I was rushed through the process of, all right, so you need, you know, you can claim through CTP. You've got six months to do it. Yada, 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 yada. Yeah. It wasn't until five, six, seven years later that I actually knew that. Because oh, I wasn't. Because you were so out of yeah, it. Yeah, I wasn't. Like, I reckon for that, th- even even the first part of when I went back to work, the first month or two, yeah. I don't remember any of it. Oh, I don't. Honestly, I don't remember. I just had. Because you're on painkillers the whole time. Uh, I was on painkillers, but also just my mental state. Like, I was just alive. Yeah. I don't think I was conscious. Like, I was just living in a kind of subconscious state, I think. Mm. Um. <clears throat> Yeah, interesting. Too worried about recovering more than anything. Yeah, I think so. And as I say, I didn't give it the time to recover because I just, like, I was young and I was like, I'll recover from this. I'm 19. I didn't die. Yeah. Just get me back to work. Just get, you know, these these are my priorities. Yeah. Saving my house, doing this, doing that. That's what I focused on. When I should have been, you know, even today, like, my my knee faces the wrong way and my hip isn't where it should be and all, you know, I've got arthritis in my hip and my knee and whatever else. Like, I still, even to this day, don't take the proper time to recover or to yeah. look after my body as I should. So, so that I mean that was the accident as a whole. Twelve days I was in there. I could have left before, but I couldn't pass my bowels. So, enema, which was fun. My <clears throat> my nutsack was fucking deep purple. I think Schwa. I think it's yes. Schwa's first memory of my auntie Dale. Is her coming in, me telling her that I've got bleeding and da da da, and her like lifting up my dress or my the the, the, the gown, the gown yeah. and like kind of picking up my taint and having a look at my nuts and that. Oh, she, is she <laughs> mad woman? So that's, that's like Schwazi's first memory of Marnie Dale, which is fucking hilarious. <laughs> and then you just know what type of fucking family you are, type thing. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the car accident. Yeah. Um, yeah, from like from there, I think about a year. Well, exactly a year on, we're actually driving to the same place. My dad was working with us at the time, and I think I had cow, big cow in in the car with us, and we're driving same route. And from Holsworthy, you turn right onto Heathcote Road to go up to, to Holsworthy, and then up onto Heathcote Road further. And there was a guy who just got off the five. And was fucking in a Commodore U and was fucking hooning. Yeah, it was the it was the eighth of December, the very next year, like exactly the a year on. And I had a tense feeling all day, and I didn't know if it was just because it was a, day it was a year on, day. like, and you know I was young and those things, whatever. But this dickhead was fucking, and it was pouring rain. So anyway, we he's gone. <clears throat> We're still waiting the lights. We go and we, we venture up and we get up past just past where I had the accident onto the straight. 
And next thing I know, I see this car off in the distance, the smoke there, and I'm like, what the fuck's happened here? So we get closer, and it's this dickhead who's obviously lost control being a fuckwit. Yeah. Gone across the other side of the road, got T-boned by Magna, and into the the barricade, like the wire barricades that they have for the site, you know, yeah, for so the trucks and shit to pull in. Yeah. Boom, into there. <clears throat> so we get up closer. By this time, people have stopped and trying to help and sort the situation. And all I remember, as we and literally as we drove past the car, because we obviously slowed right down, we drove past the cars on the other side of the road, and the person that was helping has opened the door, and he's just slumped on the steering wheel, like in an unconscious state. And it looked like they kind of checked his pulse and realised like he wasn't breathing. <coughs> and literally pulled him out of the car and laid him on the floor, his legs still in the car, his torso on the ground, yeah. in the pouring rain, and then went to the other Magna. And I was like, so I don't know if he lost, I assume he's lost his life yeah. in, that, in that moment. Um, yeah, but like, that was, that was, cra- I remember I broke into, broke into tears driving the rest of the way, like it was, it was crazy. And for it to be that day, yeah, was just, spooky that it's yeah, that day. Yeah, it was just so weird. It was so weird, yeah. So, so I mean, as so that was the car accident. Those, those are the kind of lessons that I learnt from that. You know, definitely rehab. Yeah, you know, whether you're nineteen or seventy, it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Like, you know, it, it, to be honest, at ninety, at, at seven, at nineteen, it's probably more important. Yeah. Yeah. So you've yeah, still got yeah. seventy years. Yeah, that's with, right. Learn, you know, um, so that's something that I'm, you know, I've, I've got to get better at, and I, I need to get my knees sorted and and do all these things. You know the things that we've got coming up will hopefully give us yeah, that freedom sure. to be able to do it because obviously now kids and whatever else it's a lot harder to just take time off work especially when you're self-employed. Um, yeah, and then from there I, I moved to Halcon about a year later, and Halcon was great. I actually identified for the first time in my working life was with a role with something. You know, wore a suit and like, I was like this is me. This is who I am. Yeah, I love that. But along the way, I kind of hit the ceiling as to where I could go without formal education. Yeah. And from a legality standpoint, I needed that formal education to progress. Yeah, yeah. And then in that moment when I started undertaking those things, I realized that this isn't my passion. You know, bookkeeping, accounting, whatever I was doing at the time isn't my passion where I wanted to be, like, rather than sit here helping the business owner, I wanted to sit in that seat. You wanted to be the business owner helping other people, yeah. And I don't know if it was, if it's, if I've always had that, or if indirectly it came from the car accident, but that's when I really started to develop my entrepreneurial mindset. I remember standing at a circular key station, we'd just been to a client, with by an EMAD, who I worked with, <clears throat> and I looked at him and I just said to him like, is this it, is this life, like is this, get up at 5am, press my shirt, fucking, you know, on the train, commute for an hour and a half, go to, to go to my client, help them make money, get on the train, come home, 6, 7 o'clock at night. Yeah. It's a 12, 14 hour day, most days, including the commute. And I'm like, is this what I want in my life? Like, is this, is this everything? Surely it's not. Surely I can do more. And that's when I just started, I left there, I bought a business and then I, fell back into that and then I did this and I did that and do you think if that like Einstein's obviously a wonderful yeah. thing yeah. like 
do you think that if that accident hadn't have happened, yep. you wouldn't have stood on that platform going, fuck, is this all life's about? I don't know. Here's what I will say. When I was young, I didn't have the mindset set I have now. Well, I fucking wish I did because I've only really developed this this mindset over the last four, five, six years. Yeah. When I had a mortgage, when I was married, when I had kids. Now, I wouldn't change any of those things, right? But if I had started this journey at 18, I could have had five, six, seven years of solid, focused work where I didn't have to worry about having to help at home or do this or worry about the kids or anything else. Mm. You know, the best time to plant trees 20 years ago, the next best time is today. So, like, I'm not dwelling on any of that. Um, But I think... I do think that if I didn't have the car accident, I don't know if I would have this mindset. Mm. Because I did get to a point where I was like, this is where I was. This is how far I've come. Surely this isn't it already. And is that because I've had a, a you know, I've had a, a moment in my life where life was nearly taken away from me, so it's too short to just play it safe or whatever possible. Were you and Claire married at this time? No, we were 19, yeah. so we were together. No, like, like uh, not not at the accident, Yeah. when you were at Halcon. So, we bought our first house, we bought our house at 21. Yeah. We were married at 23. Um, I, was, I joined Halcon three weeks before I turned 21, uh, three months before I turned 21. Okay. She actually also worked at Halcon for about... Yeah. Two, two to three years as well. She did reception and stuff. Like yeah, that. she was yeah reception, and I think that she was capable of scaling to you know, doing more. But the travel was one, and then the, you know it's about passion, like yep. you know. Yeah, you can't excel in stuff that you're not enjoying. Passionate, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, you. Obviously, that's my experience with the car accident. Um, yep. You were. 14 yeah. at the time we were living at home together was it 14? Yeah, yeah I was 19 so, yeah, 14, 14 15 yeah you would have been 10 to 15 what so. I remember of the day was like <clears throat> as, as you say you know how there's just something's off like, uh, like you used to get home from work same pretty much same time every day yeah um, I used to always be on the computer just when as soon as you got home we'd go play Xbox or something like that I'd go harass him to go play the Xbox because it was in his fucking room locked away all the time <laughs> I'd still find a way to get in there but <laughs> but like you, the time come I was like yeah something like he'll be home soon you know yeah, I'm soon but like the more time clicked away it was just like oh, someone's not right here someone's not right here and I think it wasn't until like 7.30pm like I, I I didn't have a phone at the time I was actually I probably did have a phone yeah, I probably but, just didn't have credit because we didn't have any fucking money <laughs> but um, like I was just waiting um, like I couldn't call mum or anything like that but the house phone fucking rang 7.30 at night Rochelle was also at a formal that night and Rochelle, yeah, had a formal that night. I think it was a year Thursday night. Or, yeah, yeah. You Thursday night or Friday. I'm pretty, <coughs> yeah, pretty sure they had Thursday. Week, but yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely late in the week. And um, I got a phone call. I can't remember who called. I honestly can't remember who called. Put but Kev or Margaret Yeah, or it was someone like, it wasn't mum or anything like that, mm-hmm. saying that like someone's going to come pick you up and you're going to be driven to the hospital. And I think it was, I honestly can't remember mm-hmm. who it was. Either, like, but... Driven to Liverpool. Like I didn't even hear what happened. Like your your brother's been in an accident. That's all I heard. Like brother's in hospital. I was like, all right. So it might have been. I don't know. I don't know. So we got driven to the hospital, and all I remember is just him lying in bed, and he's like he's just laying there, and he he couldn't comprehend anything. Like yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, like as if nothing had just to happen, you know what I mean? It's just crazy it, yeah. what the shit they pump mm. through you. Mm. You can't feel anything, it's just like, yeah, whatever. Remember, he had a nurse that was a bit feminine, <laughs> and he was always like, oh, don't let him touch me. You can put the catheter in and stuff. He put the catheter in. It was so funny. Have you ever had a catheter? Yeah. No, no. Do you know what it is? Yeah, I know. Yeah, in the eye of the cock. It's fucking insane. Terrifying. Don't let that guy do it to me. It was fantastic, honestly. I didn't have to get up and piss. Yeah, no one here me pisses every two minutes. But then, like, that night, like, obviously, we didn't see, like, we sat by the bed and everything like that. And Rochelle's there in her formal dress and, like, it's not like a night got ruined, but it was yeah. just, it was just oh, crazy. It was just, it was, uh, well, well, I think she finished her the yeah, morning yeah. and then she did go to the after party or something like that. But it's just like, it's a crazy sort of little experience there. But then the next sort of days coming was, you said you were in ICU or something like that. Yeah. Um, you could only let one person in at a time to see you and you would on morphine. So when I got my chance to go in, we got five minutes with you or whatever. And the whole five minutes, you just sat there. I think you said four words. And every me say four words in five minutes exactly <laughs> and, and like, every four <coughs> seconds was <laughs> you know what I mean and like the, from, from the, the chatty man that he is to like the young 19 year old little prick that he used to be <laughs> to me especially <laughs> to, to seeing him like that is just, it's crazy but then to, to watch as he said like his whole work ethic in the way of him trying to get back to work like he he was on crutches for a while there. I, I took care of him. I, I made him like I showered him because he couldn't stand like he'd stand in the shower on his crutches and I'd wash his. But he doesn't even remember that because that was in. I the remember universe. fainting. Do you remember that? Oh, bro, it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I have, I had stitches here. This is how stubborn he is. All right, he goes to the <clears> bathroom. <throat> no, I don't need any help, Anson. All right, bro, I'm sharing your week, but that's okay, bro. I probably don't remember that. Don't need any <clears throat> help. Goes into the thing, slips. Uh, well, he f- there was one time he also slipped on a fucking yeah. piece of like tissue, yeah. or like a doodle, doodle paper on the ground. Yeah. Slipped into his head on the fucking toilet Sister, seat, and split yeah. his head open. I remember blacking out, but and then I woke up and I had a fucking cut here. <laughs> just like he's so stubborn in that circumstance where he just wants to get up and do his own thing, and it's, yeah. it's crazy the drive to someone to to go through an experience like that and just not let it phase you. Like obviously it would have phased you, yeah, yeah, but yeah. in the circumstances of fuck that, I just want to get back to normal, if that makes sense. And, and like mm-hmm. a lot of people aren't like, they're not built like that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Obviously, I haven't seen other people that go through that experience, but I know there's definitely people out there that will go through those mm-hmm. types of experiences and they, they can't come back from that, you know what yeah. I mean? Not mentally, mm-hmm. not physically, you know what I mean? So it's a crazy little thing yeah. to, to, to witness from, from a standby point yeah, of view. Yeah, it would have been, because you're so close to it too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was good fun sharing you, but <laughs> I am a rig at the end of the day. So. Absolutely. Just a side note, like I think it would be good to get Claire on one night, one day, yeah. and get her side of it mm, as yeah. well. Because um, we weren't living together any at the time. Yeah, I think she found out through her her dad or something. Like someone called her her, her old man or something. Mm. Like that, so yeah. So it'd be <clears throat> even though you weren't living together, you were young. You were together. Yeah. Just. Like, I'm assuming she's going to say and just she'd be like yeah that's just what it is it's just yeah. we get we got through it yeah, kind of thing yeah. but yeah. to go a bit deep it'd be interesting yeah. to get her mindset around it yeah. um, so obviously we said hindsight is a wonderful <coughs> thing 2020 yeah if the, I touch wood but if that were to happen again if you were to do that recovery all over again yeah. mm-hmm. what would you do differently mm-hmm. from obviously we know from a, a physical standpoint you'd yeah. take your you yep. take it seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah, so it's like rehab. Yeah. So from a physical rehab standpoint, <clears throat> I did maybe four or five sessions through hydrotherapy. Um, the other reason I think I neglected rehab like I did was because what was offered, what I, what I actually did undertake was free. Yeah. After that was on my own accord. And because my mindset was by a house, that wasn't important to me. Yeah. I could still walk, I can still work, I can still function. So that wasn't important. So I had, because I had two pins in my finger for a couple of weeks after and then I got them pulled out, I had to rehab my finger, how to bend and do all that again. So I did, I did multiple sessions on that and I did about four or five hydrotherapy sessions for my hip. And that was pretty much it. No mental health, no nothing. As I said, I was probably in a decent place because yeah. I was so young. Um, those things those things I would do different I would take the time to recover at home I would you know I would not mooch off the workers comp but I would use that time to to properly oh, recover that's what it's yeah 100% 100%, 100%. Yeah, that's exactly what it's so, 100%. For. <clears throat> um, so from a physical standpoint yeah that, what else like just mm. so from from your mindset your mindset's obviously pretty sharp because you're young <clears throat> and stuff like <clears throat> that but <clears throat> from what like there would still be a lot, but you talk about mm. mental health, right? Mm. And there, a decade ago, it was probably just emerging the whole importance of it. Yeah, I think it was, you know, like I wasn't even aware of it back then. Yeah, so it go. was. Yeah, pro- yeah. It was probably at the point where, um, <clears throat> like, the the biggest noise was probably made around the PTSD scene <clears throat> from the the defence force yep. and then now it's obviously coming to yep. mainstream yep. And, and everything and like PTSDs and just for the military and stuff like that but it wasn't really a massive it wasn't really a massive talking point yep. where we've got like so many people talking about it now so many um, you know different uh, organisations helping and stuff like that and we're doing our little bit yep. to sort of yep. to sort of help from a, a community camp. Yep. I don't know what we'd call it but what would you do differently from a long-term perspective because your mindset was i'm young i'm fit i've got to get back to work to save for a house yeah so would, would you think more long term yeah look as i say i would i think from a mental standpoint i'm not damaged by it or i don't have any issues driving a car or anything like that um probably because i was asleep I literally don't remember impact. I don't remember any of it apart from that 15 seconds when I woke up in the vehicle. Next thing I know, I was in hospital on morphine. Um, So as I say, from a mental standpoint, I wish I knew the lessons I knew now 10 years ago because I think from an entrepreneur, I could have been further ahead. Yeah. Um, But that's the reason you're in the circumstances. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, like... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know it. Exactly right. You have to go through that to get to this point. Correct. That's all a process. Yeah. from a mental standpoint, when I was in the moment, I do remember vividly remember like thinking that I'm letting people down by people having to care for me. I was coaching Chino and those boys, I think they were eleven and twelve at the time. We had you know, it happened on a Thursday or whatever day it was, we had a game on Saturday. Like Danny I remember Danny having to, to take the team and, and I remember maybe getting a message or two from some of the kids that I coached or the parents' kids and whatever. Yeah. And um like that you know, it's a stupid thing that I've got to look after me but I was worried about the effect I was having on everyone else mm. people having to care for me people I was letting down because I couldn't be there it's it's, it's a weird weird mind you know your, your mind does crazy things and especially when you're young like that like 19 yeah 
you're still so impressionable and what what would you tell someone <clears throat> who's going through it i'd say just take the time to really rehab and just just understand what what is your thinking and feeling and why you're you're in that space um but the most important person in that moment is you like you've just had a, an accident that could have claimed your life like i honestly i don't know there's certain factors you know laying down they're being asleep da, 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 but I, I could very easily have lost my life. You know, even seventy yeah. percent internal bleeding throughout my body. Like yeah, you were still battling. That's insane. The fact, yeah. I started bruising coming out three, four months later. I remember my legs being, you know, normal one night, uh, one day, going to sleep and waking up the next day, and then being yellow. Mm-hmm. I'm talking months later. Um, yeah, I think just take the time to look after you in every aspect. You know, obviously the car accident. The biggest thing there was the physical aspect. Take that time. You know. I didn't have education. I played sport my whole life, but I didn't have an education about rehab, about physio. About I didn't have any of that education. Mm. Um, I thought if I feel alright, I'll be alright. Yeah. You know. And then yeah, from a mental standpoint, if you are battling, or just even talk to the people around you who are there for you, supporting you, because they might be able to shed some light. You know, at nineteen, you don't know what you don't fucking know. Yeah, that's it. You know, so you know, and it can happen at thirty-five or whenever. But yeah, at nineteen, because I was so young leaning on the people around me more probably would have been a benefit in in different ways because they would have maybe helped me to understand what I was thinking or what I was feeling or what I was going through. It's, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, it, it is, but it's like, well, everyone says hindsight's a wonderful thing. 100%. But I think part of my aim for this and for doing, for doing the whole podcast thing would be to pass on <laughs> Things and I hope, like when we get guests on as well, they'll be able to pass on things. Yes, next Next, week. Next week, Uh, they'll be able to pass on things to other people in our community. Like other people, I don't know who watches, who's going to watch. I assume you know our friends will tune in every now and then and stuff like that. But to help, I always get this feeling that we have to sort of help. The, the Campbelltown area I don't know why but I always think sort of community what we can yeah. do for that yeah. because we didn't go to the same school our affiliation was through it was through it's soccer so I think like that's kind of soccer yeah soccer Ten lessons though um, so I think that's kind <coughs> of the you know like just a, a bit of giving back yeah and that's that's like when you said you wanted to talk about it I was like great because you know unfortunately accidents happen yeah where what ten years after the fact now, what can you pass on to yeah. to other people that we know that we might meet that might come across this and listen to it? Re- I, I I don't know. As long as we can leave sort of a bit of a legacy, yeah. Do you know what I mean? You talk about the mental standpoint. I have a question for you actually, because obviously Ben passed away about about that. a year before that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, a year and a bit before that, and it was in a car accident. Yeah. So. Yeah, you know, from my standpoint, you, you obviously know where, where my head was, but from your standpoint, you've just lost your best mate yeah. at 13, and then a year later, your brother yeah. is, is in a similar situation. Yeah. Obviously, luckily, I didn't lose my life, Correct. but where, where was your mind state? I think like, that you didn't lose your life is, is obviously the, the biggest the key, part. Yeah. The biggest <clears throat> one, and I don't know where or what would have happened. Mm. 
after that, you know, I mean, losing two people to a car accident, let alone in such a small space, is, is at such a young age. Yeah. At such a young age, yeah, correct. Two people so close to me as well. But um, at first, obviously, I didn't like that. Car, cars used to scare the shit out of me after mm. that. I, I didn't want to. I always used to sit in the back seat because, like, well, wasn't allowed to sit in the front seat, but I always sat in the back seat because I just didn't want to look at the fucking road mm. um, because the old mate here and, and, and Ben himself as well. But just as I said ment- mentally in the circumstance of like since I didn't lose you it, w- it was it was, it was good. easier it was easier yeah, yeah. Um, and, and since I didn't drive then I think that also helped as well because uh, maybe if I had to go on the road I would have been scared I would have been more you know mm. yeah um, anxious. And, and yeah yeah anxious because I, I didn't start driving until I was like 16 and I was still with mum sitting around even though she took me out the first time fucking out on the road um in the industrial area, in actual traffic, I was shitting myself. I was like, no, they're staying in the industrial area, and then I'm like turning yeah. right onto the main <coughs> road. I was like, what the fuck is happening? But um, yeah, as I think, like it was a long, long time ago, yeah. um, and I think the my main focus was focusing on you and making sure you were better. Mm. And 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 as I said, I think that you obviously you were fine, and yeah. you're fine is a big word for that, but that you yeah. were okay. Yeah. And, and you were getting better, and that's the main thing. Yeah. I think. Do you I think you focusing on me? Yeah. Was a coping mechanism? Probably. Yeah. Because yeah. I think that <coughs> since you were you were okay and you were getting better, and, and I was helping you as well. Mm. I think that I could see your progress as mm. well, which which helped. Um, Even if I didn't want it, like a prick. You never want it. You never want help. As an independent man. Why don't you want people showering with you? Uh, I want people showering with me, not just showering. <laughs> <coughs> I can wash my own tank and I'll wash your tank. He, he, was, a lot, he was a lot more stubborn back then than he is yeah, now. Yeah, you live and you learn, right? That's, uh, that's it. Young, dumb and stupid, mate. Young, dumb and stupid. No. But, um, yeah, like, two, no, two years apart from each other and, and uh, I, I didn't know what feelings were really back then. Mm. So, I, I don't know, I was a weird kid back then after that year. So, um, as I said, yeah, probably just, well, I was very, I was very quiet, man. I, know. I sat in my room and said nothing. <laughs> <laughs> now look at you yeah. music festivals fucking <laughs> gotta let it out somehow <coughs> aliens and pineapples fucking everywhere yeah, baby yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Mm. I think that was like that was good. I think that's a good topic yeah obviously went longer yeah. than any of us expected sort of thing uh, I think it was the fucking the yeah. fast 11 questions sorry guys yeah sorry. Maybe. hey we were chiming in too we didn't let you yeah. <laughs> but no I think, like, I think there's some really good points in there for people yeah. who, who listen back and um, yeah. we might break it into three three separate smaller yeah. sort of things um, sort of episodes but I think that was really good yeah, yeah adversity is yeah. just part of life I'm, like I think the quicker you accept that you know regardless of what it is you know, whatever happens in life happens in life where, where humans are really tough resilient people who can take a lot and yep. you know, shoulder a lot sure you've got to deal with a lot and I think you've got to process it as well but I think as a whole like life is life and it's not always fucking rainbows sunshine no lollipops. good to um, have the good with the bad no? exactly right and the bad times help you appreciate the good times yep. so you know at the end of the day life goes on and the yeah. sun rises the next day so regardless of what happens you've just got to draw a line in the sand and learn from the lessons and, and move forward get better in yourself mate yeah that's, yeah. The, that's the key <coughs> exactly I think that's right. a good little quote to finish oh, I, I don't know if you stole oh. that from anyone no but 100 I do have a, I do have a Tom Hanks quote there you go he's a round table of actors and he, he says um, this too shall pass 
<clears throat> so it's like you're having a really good day, you know, something's happening fantastic in your life, you know, this, this feeling of happiness, of joy or whatever, this too shall pass. You know, the next day something might happen, like you lose your best mate or whatever, and it, life goes on, and the feeling, you know, of the emptiness and the sadness and the anger, and this, you, this too shall pass. So it's, yeah, like life is... You don't get too caught up on the highs or the lows. You've just got to kind of take the lumps and, and yeah, just fucking move forward because life doesn't stop for no one and it's it's not a pretty world out there. You've got to make of it whatever the fuck you want to. So. Yeah. That's where we are. Love it. Come on, Jab bros. That's good stuff. All right. Um, <coughs> stay tuned next week for Mr. Luke Beeson. Yeah, the, the Beeson juice. Bezel looking forward to I'm really looking forward to next week, yes. I really am. That's it. That's it. That's it. All right, guys. Like, like, subscribe, do all that. Like, subscribe, do all that fancy stuff. Um, We'll get shit up on the socials. And we'll have our yeah, our first, first, first interview guest next week. Yeah. See you guys.